It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Rams Nation, welcome back. This is Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. Well, yesterday I got to give a big shout out to my man James Kroger for stepping in, filling in. I couldn't make it, and uh, he stepped to the plate and did an amazing episode. And actually, I got him here again today. So James, thanks for joining me again. Appreciate the help yesterday, and uh, welcome back. How you doing? I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me back. I had a lot of fun yesterday. Uh, it was great kind of doing it solo once and trying it out, and I'm, I'm happy you liked it. Yeah, man. Well, that Connor Barwin stuff, you were talking about his production against the Cowboys in his career. Yes. Uh, was kind of fun to listen to and exciting, especially since he was back in practice today after missing a couple of days of practice. We'll talk some injury reports coming up, but uh, before we get there, I want to mention that this Friday edition of Lockdown Rams is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Uh, with that said, James, we might as well jump right into some of the updates. We had a press conference. McVeigh spoke. Uh, they talked about some of the injury updates. You kind of want to walk us through that? Yeah, so guys, we have some really great news. I know I updated you with the injuries yesterday. And Watkins and Tavon, we weren't quite sure what was going to happen with them. And I had my fingers crossed all day. I was carrying around my four-leaf clover. And turns out <laughs> about an hour ago, uh, Watkins and Tavon are both expected to play on Sunday. McVeigh called it a big boost for us. I think it's a pretty obvious statement there by McVeigh. But really excited that they're going to be out on the field against Definitely. Dallas. Yeah, and as we're talking about you know, the offense side of the ball, I am excited you know, as we switch gears and look at the next uh, level of it. Kayvon Webster is going to be back, mm. uh, as well as the you know, Car- Connor Barwin, as we mentioned. Barwin was more out for rest. Uh, the man's getting up there a little bit. Got to give him some breathers. <laughs> Andrew Whitworth was the same thing, was more of rest, but he was back full in practice again. Uh, so it's good to see some of our guys. One guy we're going to miss is LaMarcus Joyner, uh, hamstring which is always scary because those are the, the lingering injuries in our defense, especially in the secondary. been a little vulnerable, uh, but having Webster back is going to be key. Uh, he was my pick at the beginning of the year, which when we did on Rams podcast of players to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was going to have a big impact. So to get him back in a crucial game like this on the road, uh, especially after 10 days of rest for the whole team, uh, is going to be good. On top of that, yeah, let's... You know, we didn't hear much about what's going on with Sullivan. I know we're all concerned about our starting center right now, mm-hmm. uh, being able to protect Goff. But he was limited today with his ongoing hip injury. I'm hoping that he's going to get some playing time on Sunday. He may not start, but I think he'll he'll get definitely. In. We mentioned this a couple times, but McVeigh basically said, regardless of how we practice, uh, he expects that solely if he's ready to go is a guy that can step in and just produce. So uh, I'd like to see him in there. Thankfully, we had Austin as a backup and did really well against the Niners. So if we got to go uh, that route, uh, he produced. So And that's Blythe Austin, not yep. Tavon. For yeah, exactly. That, that and then Tavon, we'll fill so in Tavon. Tavon, I think, is going to be playing center, I heard on the podcast. He's, he's a utility player. <laughs> Wherever we need him, he'll play. Um, so, you know, kind of looking on the other side of the ball uh, with the Dallas Cowboys, they had three of their cornerbacks uh, limited in practice on Thursday. Um, they also had Sean Lee, who starting linebacker for them, kind of the 
quarterback of the defense, longtime uh, stud of that defense, but also longtime injury-prone guy, mm. uh, did not participate today. So as a Rams fan, you like seeing that, especially in the middle of that defense, the guy that's going to call those plays uh, is sitting out. He may get the go. Um, I believe it's a uh, hamstring as well that he's dealing with. So I see your hamstring, and I raise you in hamstring. <laughs> um, but those are kind of the updates. As we talk Dallas... Um, one of the familiar faces that's going back to Dallas is Wade Phillips, former yep. head coach of the Cowboys. Uh, he spoke today at a press conference and, and had a couple things to say. Yeah, so Wade uh, basically said, you know, they're looking at the Cowboys offense as a big challenge. They call them a premier offense. And he says, and I quote, we look at it as a big challenge. I think we'll see a lot about our team this week as far as where we are to match up with that premier offense. So I think all of of Rams Nation is actually feeling the same way. We know we've excelled and we're doing great here. We're all kind of on our high horse, but can we continue to be consistent with a big team like Dallas? Yeah, and he kind of went on to say, you know, if you're playing a really good offensive team, you have to step it up and be a really good defensive team. Mm -hmm. So we've seen other teams be able to kind of control Zeke and shut him down a little bit. We've been vulnerable against the run. And then last week, the passing game kind of seemed to eat us up. So um, I'd rather see us keep Dak in the pocket and make him beat us than having Zeke run all over us or let Dak outside and, and work that play action and really kind yeah. of manipulate however he wants that offense. Another thing he said was um, he is happy with the way the Rams defended the run against the 49ers and called last Thursday a very unusual game with penalties and special team turnovers keeping the defense on the field a longer time than usual. So, And, and he makes a very good point, and it's funny because as Rams fans – you know, he said it's unusual because the Rams gave the Niners those extra possessions, but it's not really unusual to us because that was happening last year and the year yeah. before that. The penalties and the mistakes uh, kind of were a big role of our record last year and where we ended up. So, yeah, there were a few games last year where penalties basically lost the game for us. So. Exactly. So, for us fans, not so unusual, but I love that culture mindset of being like, hey, that's not us. Like, that's not. That's the old regime. This is Wade Phillips. This is Sean McVay. That is not usual work. This is for them. So hopefully that's something that we see changing and that culture starting to seep into this team because already we've seen the offense and the way that ball moves is definitely a flip from last year. So if we can kind of get those other things working you know, together with that would be... Yeah, we need to have that synergy and that dynamic working uh, together. We can't keep the defense out there too long, get exhausted, and then we can't, you know, our offense scores. We drive down the field. I mentioned some stats yesterday as far as our touchdown uh, attempts, how much we're driving the ball down the field. So we got to get, we got to score, and we got to keep our defense off the field just as much. Yeah, totally agree. Before we jump into some more Rams news and looking ahead uh james i'm glad you joined us because what i usually do on thursdays but i missed it is our mybookie.ag host pick them we're gonna we're gonna go through a couple games we're gonna pick them uh if you guys don't know by now i'm a big supporter of mybookie.ag you play you win you get paid if you join now you get 100 percent of your deposit matched by them Mm -hmm. just make sure to use the promo code locked on uh, they've got live game betting. They've got a lock solid rep. 
Uh, and also, the payout comes within two days. So if you nice. win, by the time it's Tuesday, you're getting money, man. So go check it out. They got an amazing app. That's what I use. I don't do any of these login, you know, check and click this, click that, pop up here. No, just <laughs> just use your phone. They also have live game betting. So if the Rams are, if you're feeling good about them at the halftime, throw an extra couple bucks on it, and boom. I kind of suffered last week on some picks, so we got James here. We're gonna go. We're just gonna pick two games. Yeah, basically do the opposite of what Bear recommends. Yeah. So uh, wait a minute. <laughs> so well, you know, Mister Talk It All, I'll let I'll let you kick off this show right now, and um, you know, your first pick will be. Okay, so I'm gonna go with the Monday Night Football game. Um, you know, the Chiefs three and zero. They're one of two teams I think that are three and zero right now. They're gonna be at home, but. I'm feeling these Redskins right now, and I'm mm. going to pick them with the line. Uh, okay, so the line's seven points. So you're going to take the Skins plus seven on the road against the undefeated Chiefs Monday football, on Monday Night on Football. The big, on the big screen. You know, i got to say, though, I mean, that's not a terrible pick as far as uh, last week the Redskins kind of shocked the NFL, even though there were a bunch of upsets by that point. But they took... Uh, the Raiders off that undefeated streak uh, in pretty dominant fashion. They so. certainly did, and a lot of people are saying there's going to be a lot of upsets this week as well. So I'm, okay, I'm just counting. So on that James one. is skins plus seven off the bat. I'll jump in. We'll go back and forth here. Um, I'm going to continue this road warrior theme, and I'm going to go with our division foes. The 49ers are getting six and a half points in Arizona. Mm. Uh, the Niners played well last week. I think even though they lost against the Los Angeles Rams, I think it was a game that they could build off of. Um, their offense came out to finally play. They scored 39 points. Yeah, exactly. Their offense finally showed up. They've got some some patchwork to fill in on defense. But the Cardinals have not looked really impressive at all this year. They haven't been able to put up points. So if the Niners can c- come out and compete the way they did on Thursday, they had also that 10 days of rest. So mm-hmm. they had some time to get healthy. Plus six and a half. I think the Niners are going to cover that. So my first one is Niners plus six and a half on the road. Back to you, James, for your second pick. All right. So I'm going to go with the Buccaneers over the Giants. I think that line is just a little too small. And What's I think the line? Three. Yep. Minus so three. So minus you got three. Bucks minus three at home versus the Giants. Yep. I just think the Giants are looking – I think Eli's on his way out. Giants mm. are looking pretty sad. And I still have faith in Jameis Winston. I mean, yeah. you know, they haven't had that great of a year, but I think yeah. he's an awesome quarterback. Yeah, so. not, not too bad of a pick there. I mean, especially at home, struggling Giants, 0-3. I think that's a pretty good pick. But like you said, a lot of upsets last week. Uh, who knows? The Bucks know. are still only on their third game of the season. We all know they got – by forced by nature. Yeah, forced by <laughs> nature. Um, okay, so I'm going to jump back over. Um, I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I'm sticking with those road warriors. Pittsburgh on the road versus the Ravens. Mm. Uh, both kind of had a very let down last week. The Ravens definitely bigger. Uh, they got blown out by the Jacksonville Jaguars across the pond. Uh, so that's a big trip back, right? You got blown out 44 to something, you know, 44 to 6 or whatever it was. Nothing impressive. Uh, you got to come back from London. You don't have an extra couple days. Pittsburgh lost a tough one in overtime versus the Bears. I just think with the travel and the way those teams both played, I think that's Pittsburgh minus 3. I'm feeling good about that. So I'm going to go Pittsburgh minus 3. And then we, we originally were going to do three games, right? But we both had our third game. And I don't think we really have to let fill you guys in if you're listening right now. But we both are taking the Rams plus six. We're yes, on the road, continuing my road warrior theme. 
But plus six on the road versus the Cowboys, I think there's still a lot of question marks out there for the 2-1 and one Rams uh, going down to Dallas and facing a team that last year you know, produced really well and still has high expectations for their season. So um, plus six, you feel pretty good about that for the Rams on the road? Certainly. Yeah. Yes. I think we're going to win that game. I don't think we need any points. I'll, I'll, even, I'll take the line, my friend. I don't, oh, I don't, okay. need, I don't need your stinking points. <laughs> Um, well, that's our mybookie.ag uh, pick them for the week. We'll check in, uh, I guess, on Monday. We'll come back, and I'll tell you how we did. I've got these jotted down here. So, guys, go check on mybookie.ag. Tell them Bear sent you. Use the promo code Locked On And uh, at me, LA underscore Rambling Bear, or at jkroger3. Let us know what your picks of the week are. Maybe we can jump on your bandwagon and win some money. So, I'll be doing live betting, so I'm into that stuff. We'll see how we turned out. Well, back to the game, James. I want to get into this, the good stuff. Um, as we're talking, uh, exciting things to watch. Todd Gurley today was announced Offensive Player of the Month for the first time in his yes, career. So let's go ahead and let's get to one of those. And does he not deserve it? Does Way to go, bud. Yeah, he did. He did. And, and you know what? You know what that comes with? A lot of pressure on your back to keep performing. True. I don't want... A player of the month, man. I want a player of the year. Yeah. Let's go. Yes, so tell me about what you feel about that. What your expectations of him going to this game? I mean, coming off a three-touchdown game, his first 100-yard rushing game in a long time, and his expectations for this game coming up in Dallas, predictions, or, or what would be a quality start for Todd Gurley on Sunday? So I think Todd Gurley's on one right now, and I think he's not going to slow down anytime soon. He is just, he has a different mindset from last year. A lot of the Dallas players... And a passing game. Yeah, and he's all of a sudden a great receiver, too. Yeah. I think he's our number one when it comes to uh, receptions. So, you know, looking at some of the feedback of Garrett, the head coach of Dallas, and some of the, even Zeke uh, was quoting about Todd Gurley. He thinks he's one of the best in the NFL currently, and he's looking forward to facing him this week. But I think Todd Gurley is not going to let that hot potato down. I think he's going to continue to get receptions, be that second, third check for Goff, yeah. and make a big statement on the big screen in Dallas in their field. Uh, right now, Gurley and Zeke actually have the most offensive touches in the whole NFL, so it's going to be a high-profile game for these two running backs, and I think Gurley specifically is going to continue to live up to that offensive player of the month. Definitely. I totally agree with you. I expect big numbers out of him again. Um, you know, Dallas has a couple defensive threats that we both talked about over the last couple days, and, and the D-line has really shown some improvement over there. Uh, but the way that they use Todd Gurley, I think, is really what's going to give him the opportunity to uh, be a tough matchup out there, especially yeah. if they're missing their starting middle linebacker. That's kind of usually a guy that's going to pick up the running back out of the backfield. So, yeah. And Havenstein's definitely going to have pressure on him with Lawrence coming at him constantly. So if we can avoid that, yeah. go to the other side of the field or do whatever we can, I know McVay's going to have a million things up his sleeve. So, um, And that's another thing I love. I just every As every game approaches, I'm just so excited to see what McVay can do usually within a week to game plan, but he's had 10 days. So like you said, up his sleeve, he's got some fun plays. While the defense is out there, he's going to go to his water cooler, sit down, start jotting some notes. It's I been would, working. It's been working, I mean, that'd man. be kind of a joke if our offense was as horrible as they were last year, but this year with scoring the most points in the NFL, like, 
whatever he's doing is working. Exactly, exactly. So uh, our offense is going to be on high alert again. The the nation is starting to pick up on them. Goff is finding his way onto many of lists as far as uh, production. NFL just put up an Instagram post about top three quarterback ratings, and it was like Alex Smith, who was kind of a shocker at one, Tom Brady, who you expect, and then Jared Goff at three. And yes, it's just sir. like just seeing his name uh, with these guys and being at the top of the at those lists. Um, high expectations for him. I played a clip earlier in the week um, as he was being interviewed on the 6th, the Sports Center show, and they just talked about how he does on third downs and how he's done in the red zone, and then the interview kind of went on to talk about expectations of where he started, and he's he's saying the typical quarterback answers, went game to game, just focus, got to thank my teammates, but that offense that's built around him, and the mind that is behind all of these plays is just is kind of one of those perfect combinations. Yeah, and that's what I love most about Jared Goff right now is he's actually beating Tom Brady as far as yards per uh, pass right now at over 10. Uh, Tom Brady. On average, so <laughs> never heard of him. Yeah. So, yeah um, uh, in some of the media press today, a lot of people are saying that after Goff's killer game last week, he just reapproached practice just like he did at the beginning of the season he's keeping his head in check which is perfect because if he was letting his, his ego get to him right now you know i think that's gonna they're gonna hurt us he left the field he threw his arms up in the air he hasn't been bragging at all he's done on all these espn shows uh the six you just mentioned i saw uh he, he you know he's he's been making his rounds and he's just keeping his head straight and he's continuing to focus so um another stat when it comes to our overall offense we're actually second in the nfl for yards per play at this moment so Keep your heads in check. Stay focused, Todd Gurley and Goff, and everything's looking looking good on the offensive side. And the defense is the big question, yeah. right? And I get that. That's a, that's a great transition because that was my next question for you. Is uh, AD is finally starting to come into form? He actually released a pretty cool video that showed all of his workouts that he had been doing uh, in the off season, mm-hmm. as people may have questioned if he was getting ready or prepared or game shape, and it was pretty intense to see what he did. But he's not the only one we got to worry about on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, we've got other people that fill in. Brockers limped off the field a little bit. He's been fully participating in practice, and we expect him to have another big game. Our secondary, we're starting to get some people back. Uh, Kayvon, we're going to probably most likely miss out on Joyner this week, who's our starting safety and nickelback. Who do you look at on the defense side of the ball um, as far as who needs to step up or what do you circle as far as saying, like, this is where we can win the ball game and this is going to be a huge matchup for us? So the first one that comes to mind, even though he technically, I believe at this time, does have the most tackles on the defense, but um, Al Gogletree. Yeah. A lot of people are saying he's constantly chasing people down. He's yeah. getting beat a lot. Of course, he is, you know, all over the field being in that middle linebacker spot. You know, he's responsible for, for getting to the ball, but, you know, it seems like he's someone that can be beat by a pretty fast receiver or if a running back's able to break through. Um, I'm kind of concerned about, about his. Yeah, him and him and Barron are making plays, right? They're getting the tackles. The stats are piling up. But when you mention Ogletree, uh, it seems to be a very... The fans are back and forth. Yeah, like they, they, yeah they, they, they seem to be jumping on him on Twitter. And I get it because when running backs are coming out of the backfield, it's just kind of like... It, it felt like he was getting picked on last game as far as 
who's covering him. Okay, let's find that and find that matchup and dump it down to him. He'll go and make the tackle. He had a couple missed tackles last game, but majority of the time he'll, he'll chase it down. But we can't be giving up six yards every time. Uh, he's got to be able to read that play a little better. A couple times I was watching, and he'd, he'd sink down towards the line maybe to fake the blitz. His responsibility was the running back, but he gets stuck on the left side. Running back would see that release to the right, and now he's behind. Now he's chasing, right? Yeah. You don't want your linebacker chasing. You want your linebacker right there when well, the play is to be made. You know when you have hard hitters like Barron and Ogletree – Kind of makes me second guess just a hair this 3-4 switch up. I mean, I'm wondering if we would possibly see some different success when it comes to the rush on our defense if we stuck to it, if we tried a different plan. Don't you start second guessing Phillips. <laughs> let him get him system in. Let it get the boys go happening. And you know what? The thing is, it's, it's an accountability system, right? Mm-hmm. You put here, you got this. This is your, You always hear, like, do your job. And the guy next to you has to do his, and we'll be fine, right? And right now, I think we have a lot of people doing their job, but there's a lot of people that are are not, right? And and a lot of that happens with where you are lined up in that formation and, and the position that you put yourself in in that matchup, right? And right now, it just doesn't seem to be clicking a little bit. Uh, we focused uh, week one. Obviously, we had a, we had a great game, right? We were all over the ball. Scott Tolzien didn't have a chance. Week two, uh, we kind of got taken advantage of on the ground. Week three, we got taken advantage of over the air. So maybe week four, we'll take all those previous weeks (laughs) and we'll take the good out of everywhere and we'll find that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We learned about this. We learned about that. Like where your head's at. Um, But it is. It comes down to a a few things on that side of the ball, and it's one: you got to shut down Zeke. Right? He's had a. He's been struggling lately. Uh, so we got to continue that and, and really shut him down early. We got to make Dak beat us, right? And then with Dak, if you got to make him beat us, make him beat us in the pocket, right? Keep him there, and we should be fine. And then you got Des Bryant, who's just a beast, right? That's going to be Jermaine's responsibility most of the game. And at that point, you just have to. It's always that it, this is old Anthony Hardaway, the Mister Penny. Used yeah. to always say, "You can't stop me. You can only help to contain me." And you really have to do that with uh, Des. He's he's a beast. And give him his six catches for 80 yards. Just keep him out of the end zone. When you get in the red zone, that's that's a dangerous guy to have to guard. Uh, but we got to do it. So those three weapons there are are the keys to really pulling out this victory. And I think it's going to come from our defense because Jared Goff and that offense seems to be moving the ball pretty well. And the Cowboys have played better on defense in the past few games, but I think they're still vulnerable to, to plays down the field. Yeah, you're totally right. And speaking of plays down the field, if we can hold Zeke, and if we could hold their first two plays on offense, they've like I mentioned yesterday, they've been horrible on third down conversions, especially when it's third and long. Specifically, again, like I mentioned yesterday on third and 10, they are one for 13, and the last 12, they've just missed it. So if we can get them to yep. the third and long situations, I'll feel a lot happier about that. But of course, we have to get into that situation in the first place. Totally agree. Got to make it tough on them. Can't give those third and ones where they can just pound Zeke up the middle. Uh, it's going to be a fun matchup to watch. I'm excited because here's one thing. We're the morning game, man. We get to get up and watch some Finally. football. You know, yeah. we've been we've been on the Thursday night game, late at night. We're always when we're playing here in LA, we're that we're that afternoon game, so we're seeing all the games in the morning. So I'm excited to wake up in the morning, crack a beer, and uh, watch those Rams play right off the gate. So uh, excited for that. While we're talking about this, let's just jump into this. Let's talk into predictions, man, because we're gonna wrap up this episode. We'll be back next Monday. 
uh, to tell you guys about everything that happened. Hopefully, we're talking about a 3-1 Rams team after a big victory on the road, back-to-back road wins. We did our mybookie.ag bets, uh, and we both said we're taking the Rams plus six, right? But let's let, let's get a score out there. What are you thinking? How do you see this game fold now? Give me a little score prediction. So I think it's going to be a pretty offensively focused game. I think it's going to be high scoring, kind of like against the 49ers, hopefully not that high. I'm going to go 28 Rams, 20 Cowboys. 28-20. That covers the plus six, my friend. Hey, so I do math. He, yeah, he's good at math. <laughs> He's a stat guy. Um, well, I think you're right. I think um, I think our offense is going to continue to grow. I like to see how we can push the ball down the field. Todd Gurley, they've got to look out for that. So now that we've made him a threat, they've got to respect that and sync up a little bit and really give him, uh, you know, the the respect. So it allows us to get down the field a little bit more. So I'm going to say, uh, since you did 28, that's kind of what I was thinking. So I'm going to go. Uh, 35. I'm going to okay. crank it up. Right. I'm going to keep cranking it up. I like it. 35-23. Uh, I think we're going to score a late one. I think we're going to kind of hold him out. Uh, Dak's going to throw a pick six near the end when he's trying to go for some points. So 35-23 Rams. And we're going to kind of make a statement game to the world and say, hey, guess what? We're here and we're, we're playing. Wrap it up, B. Well, with that said, I want to thank James again for joining me. I think this is the third appearance uh, this week on Locked On Rams. Yeah. Before I know it, it's going to be being here. It's going to be Locked On with James Kroger before I know it. <laughs> uh, but I always appreciate having you on, man. We have a good time talking Rams football and breaking down stuff. So we'll I'll be back Monday. We'll see if James is with us. If not, he'll join us on our typical Tuesday show. And hopefully we're 3-1 and one at that point. Sean McVay got the offense going. Defense, lock it down a little bit. Let's show America what we got by beating America's team. We're going to be America's new team. There it is. <laughs> Until next time, Rams Nation. Peace. Peace. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.